Hey, what's up, everybody? It is another week, another day for video games. Welcome to What Should I Play That Podcast. It's Chris and Rod here with another episode, episode 24. We are in the building, almost almost episode 25. We're yeah. almost there. Yeah, we're, we'll be uh, a quarter of the way to 100. When you know when you say it like that, it seems like a lot, but man, this this year has flown by. We are like well into the second half of the year right now. Yeah, so like if you if you haven't you know started on your uh, New Year resolutions, or it's like a distant memory, or like if you said you wanted to do a certain thing in 2019, listen, you only got a couple more months. But guess what? I believe in you. I know you could do it. I I thought you did this at the end of every, every episode. <laughs> Well, for the people that miss out on that, I gotta you know put some positivity out there for you. Share it, mm. share the wealth. But uh, Rod, how you doing, man? What's going on? Not much, man. It's been a it's been a rough week for for movies. I'm not gonna lie. I I'm tired of spinoffs and remakes. And you know, there was this news that came out earlier today about how uh, Disney is shutting down most of production at Fox, which is not super surprising, but they're shutting down a lot of things at Fox. Uh, I would say, yeah, I don't know if this number was accurately thrown around, but it feels like most of the productions, three-fourths of the productions um, at Fox, uh, I think they're retaining Home Alone, uh, Night in the Museum, and something else I can't think of at the moment. Something yeah, all, those, all of those are going to Disney+. Plus. Yeah, yeah, and they're remaking those. They are, they are remaking those. Oh, cheaper by the dozen, you know that classic. So, um, it, that's sarcasm, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's been rough. I went to see Hobbs and Shaw, um, and I saw The Lion King as well in the past like a couple days. And I'm exhausted, man. <laughs> like I saw them very close together, um, and it was a lot. It was those those movies were I mean one is a spinoff and the other is a complete sometimes shot for shot remake um, of something of a better product from like twenty twenty five years ago maybe thirty maybe thirty god damn um, so yeah it's it's insane right now um, so so what you're saying is you didn't feel the love tonight in Lion King that didn't happen you know they didn't even sing that it at night <laughs> really. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not even joking. <laughs> oh, I've I've heard some things about Lion King. Like I haven't seen it yet because I'm, you know, I'm a purist at heart. I'm kidding. I just haven't had the time to go see it. But uh, we do have a nice dollar movie in Fayetteville, so I may have to once it drops into the dollar movie, check that out. Yeah, it's not bad, but it's just not. I mean, it's just like why, you know? Uh, there's no reason for this to exist, really. Um, I. I think it's and like you can also look at this in like a video game aspect as well. But people are weird about new IPs. People are new, weird about like new things. So um, I feel like right now the safest thing has been to reboot things, has been to remake things, and that's the trend. It's easy money because the things are already written. They just have to re-release it or they have to like redo it. So like I think it's the um the like the, the the risk management of like, you know, pumping in too much money into something that you know should work. I feel like that's what a lot of corporations are doing now. Like they're not 
making the risk or taking the risk of putting out something new because it's it's a it's a gamble it's a real gamble some yeah i would i would agree with with some of that because i mean but i also think that when it comes to new things i mean let's let's look at guardians of the galaxy now i think part of that is that it was under the guise of you know familiarity in terms of hey this was a big marvel thing but I mean, it was a, about a talking raccoon and a talking tree in the same universe as Captain America and Iron Man. Like mm-hmm. people, that was a new, technically a new product, even if it was being presented by, you know, the mega corporation that is Disney. Like it was still presented as like, as this, um, you know, this 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 new thing. I mean, everybody, no one knew who the Guardians of the Galaxy were. You know, ninety five percent of the population just completely unaware so i mean you can do new things i think people can be receptive to it but it's you have to do it right and i know that's like a really nebulous <laughs> kind of uh piece of advice but yeah it's just it's difficult it's not easy i think that the theme here is that it's not easy right yeah so and i, and I feel like that's just like the the theme and just inter- the entertainment world right now is that um right now like do like making stuff that is a guarantee not a guaranteed hit but like that should be easy money that's yeah. what it seems like they're going for i mean like that's why we have like the flood of battle royales showing up that's why we see a bunch of you know hd remasters of games that's you know only been out like like been out for like a couple of years so um i mean it's all about just you know the return investment like trying to get that easy easy money Exactly, exactly. But, yeah. Easy money. Mm-hmm. I was going to transition that into what you've been playing, but I, I failed. I'm sorry. Oh, dang. No. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So, um, if this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, uh, we like starting these episodes off with a little segment called What You've Been Playing. And what we talk about is what we've been playing. So, Rod. What you been playing? I have been playing nothing but Fire Emblem Three Houses. Which nice, it, nice, yeah, nice. it's a far cry from last week when you know I was like, oh man, I can't wait to juggle, you know, Fire Emblem and Yakuza, and I've only had time for one game. <laughs> um, so when when I've had time for games, it has been that it's just too easy, far too easy, to just flop on the bed, you know, at night and just flip on that switch for you know an hour or so um it's just way too easy so that's it, that's what i usually end up playing so um, let me let me ask you this so with your play times being like segmented into i guess like a chunks or like hour bits are you finding yourself you know maybe spending one hour just doing monastery stuff and then next time you play like doing battles like how's how are you splitting up your time so that's a really great question. Um, so I am currently, what I find myself doing, and I'm in a rhythm now. I'm on, like on chapter five, I think. I want to say like four or five. And and I am, at the beginning of every month, I make sure I go to the monastery. Um, because the way that just the game is set out is that like, it seems, it, maybe this changes at some point. But so far, it's been, there's going to be a major like event a major story moving event at the end of the month mm-hmm. and so at the beginning i didn't realize this but at the beginning of the month like i just 
go to the monastery. There's a bunch of events in the monastery. I, I go there. I chill. I talk to every single person with a thought bubble. No one escapes my my sight. Um, <laughs> and and no, no, it's good. I feel like I'm I'm uh, prone to like skipping stories and skipping speech bubbles, but I'm finding myself actually reading everything, actually letting like the voice acting go through because they did a really good job with the voice acting in this game. They really did, and I find myself really shocked sometimes. But maybe I shouldn't be because I mean, technically, this is I mean, it's the home console. But we forget about that very often because we could take it with us. So, like, I'm constantly surprised at the voice acting. Like, I'm I'm used to playing, like, you know, Zero Escape and Phoenix Wright and, like, you know, these kind of visual novel games. And it, this really reminds me of one of those. Um, but it's fully voiced and it's really good, actually. It's it, the, the voice acting is, is quite good. And I, and yeah, I'm just, I'm pleasantly surprised that each and every single person has some bit of dialogue, like, that is spoken, and that makes such a big difference, obviously, outside of the protagonist, which is really irksome to me. It's like this, this Japanese role-playing game trope of, like, you have to have, like, your protagonist either A, silent, B, has amnesia, um... This combines both of them. <laughs> um, and, you know, it, it, I wish it didn't do that. But it's fine. Uh, other than that, like, you know, everything you do, you know, everybody has a different voice line. You could be doing something on the battlefield, like, and it's not even the same sort of voice lines. Like, it's, they're all, they all seem unique. And that's really exciting. Like, I, I personally really appreciate the production value put into this game, especially in the localization. Like, they did not skimp on that at all. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as for my time management, like, you know, I do monastery stuff at the beginning of the month. And then throughout, I'll do, like, and so from the beginning and through the end, like, in between, I'll do, like, lectures and stuff and, and um battles. I don't really know how to distribute my battles yet. One battle seemed to kind of, like, take me like, over the level I really needed to be, like, a couple of levels over. Um, I don't know if I just strategized that well or, like, I, I don't know. I I, so, I don't really know. But. So I'll, I'll say this. I've, um, I did that early game. I, you know, found the battles that you could just keep repeating so you could sort of level up. Um, so, yeah, so for the most part, like, certain, um, so, uh, some characters that I have, like, I don't have to worry about them dying. So, um, like, uh, you know, Representing Black Eagles, you know, Eagle Guard. She, I could, I could literally throw her into like enemies, and I know she'll be fine. But then I have like more squishier characters. Um, I've gotten to the point where now they can sort of hold their own, but not by themselves yet. So, um, like you, like you'll feel overpowered. I feel like for the main story missions, but they, I feel later on, do a good job of giving you side missions that are higher level. Okay, cool. Cool. Like, yeah, I mean, so far it's enjoyable and I don't find the difficulty to be, you know, I'm not running over the enemies. I've, I keep hearing that, like, because I'm playing normal casual, so, you know, playing like, I don't know, people would probably make fun of me for that, but I mean... No, and listen, so I feel like, there, because there's no difference between playing casual and classic, besides the point that you don't, like, if you're playing casual, you don't have to worry about having to, like, restart the match over or, uh, like, you know, rewind time or anything like that. So, listen, like, that, I feel like I could be playing casual, and I feel like I should be playing casual because 
I, I'm adding like a unneeded stress to my life by yeah. by like making like a slight mistake and then having to like completely redo turns. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean they give you like, you know, bookmarks like for save points. They give you the 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 divine crystal or the charging thing or whatever that is like, you know, they give you opportunities and this side has like three charges. So it's like, you know, and I'm sure they'll probably mess with that later on in the game too. So like maybe there'll be a match where you don't you get like one charge or maybe no charges or something, but um yeah, I mean they do give you a lot of opportunities to kind of backtrack, which is nice. Like so I mean maybe I should be in classic but honestly i i don't like i'm having plenty of fun right now um and i don't find the battles to be uh you know super underwhelming um or very difficult i felt i felt like they're about right like normal for me is like where i want to be and people a lot of people are like you know oh you know you should start on hard because it's way too easy on normal i haven't really felt like that um i've won every match so far but i've lost like a unit or two um already like you know, in a match, and it's, and I actually, they were all matches, too, where I completely forgot about the crystal, um, I didn't even realize it until, like, I think I was down two units, um, off of stupid shit, and then I, like, went back, I was, I think I literally button mashed, and the whole thing stopped, and I was like, oh, oh, yeah, this mechanic actually exists, um, so, so that was nice, but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find a, a, a good balance, I think I found, I like I said, I mostly found a rhythm, I think, with this, and and i'm loving it and the characters are really interesting i've got like my top three <laughs> most interesting characters so far they are because i'm a part of the golden deer route um okay. i i find lorenz really interesting because he is kind of a pompous jackass who is, is normally a character that like i would turn me off uh incredibly but there's something underlying like beneath the surface with him that I feel like is going on there. Like he puts himself too far out there and he like too much of it seems like a, like a, like a put on like a show. Um, so I want to know what's going on with him and I feel like he will have an interesting story going forward. So I'm very interested in him. Uh, Hilda, I love Hilda because not only is she a complete monster on the battlefield, she is a bona fide beast. Like, Give that woman an axe and she can just put the whole team on her back. Like, it's insane. Um, and, but so there's a funny, she's got a funny quirk about her personality where, like, she doesn't like to fight or she, she's a slacker and she'll be like, um, and I, I think she's one of the characters who you cannot recruit, um, if you're outside of this house. To my knowledge, I think there's like three maybe mm -hmm. four characters per house that you cannot, you absolutely cannot bring over to your, like your side. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, so she is for sure one of those. And I'm so glad I picked this route because like, she is one of my favorites right now because not only is she incredibly strong, but like her attitude towards fighting is just so, um, she's just so not interested in it. And I can't tell if that's like, by design in the game because right now she's like the most powerful unit i have like next to myself like i think i'm level nine or something and she's like right behind me at seven or eight and i mean she's like evading and she's um she's like one-shotting people sometimes like i i she did like three crits and like four turns one time and i that was the first time i'd ever seen a crit uh, before i even got to the catherine character who is also a, a monster um but 
so like I, I really like her personality and I want to know exactly why she doesn't like fighting so much. So and I and again I can't tell if that's like an intentional thing with the game, like if she was designed that way to be this force on the battlefield, but like have this slacker personality. I wonder if that's intentional. Um and the third person I'm most interested in was um oh my god, I am super blanking. I was really I was telling somebody this like not that long ago. Um I know Claude was right outside of it, like the house leader. Like he mm-hmm. he barely makes my top three because I mean he seems like kind of standard, you know mysterious dude, which is fine. I I uh respect that. But oh Marianne. Marianne is my other top or you know, one of the three that I really like. Um she's got a personality I could just relate to <laughs> um in many ways. She's like super introverted. She's uh, She's a little more depressed than I I am in real life, but like she's, <laughs> but uh, but but I mean I appreciate that though. Like she she appre- she wears her emotions on her sleeve, and she is, um, she's very awkward. But you know I I I look forward to seeing her develop over the course of this. Like I imagine that everyone gets like really good development, and I'm just looking forward to when she's like she puts herself out there finally. And, like, kind of just comes into her own. She just strikes me as, like, you know, she's a teenager. Like, I mean, all, all, like, all these characters are, like, 17, 18 years old, like, or most of them. And, and you know, I, I am really looking forward to when, you know, we, we, we get to that point where she, she really comes into her own personality. Like, I, I imagine that would be very satisfying. Um, and she's also the healer of the team. So she's, like, I, I have to protect her at all costs, basically. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm loving this game right now. I'm loving the characters. The story seems very deep. I've gotten really deep into, like, the library and reading up on the history and the books and the lore and finding out, like, why everything is the way it is. Um, I love the conceit that you're working inside of this church, and they make no qualms about, like, how sketchy it is. <laughs> um, but- yeah, like, I noticed, like, they... They'll and I feel like and it's sort of like so much on the nose. I'm like, you know what? I feel like this is gonna be where like the plot twists and whatnot. Because <laughs> like they, they they throw it in your face where they're like, you know, well this per well, you know, we had to we had to kill someone. Well they shouldn't have went up against the church. That's what happens <laughs> when you go up against yeah. the church. And I'm like, God damn. Yeah, let yeah me, literally. Let, yeah. let me let me pay let me pay my tithes and offerings. <laughs> yeah. Let me be shown there every Sunday. Yeah, I, I, I don't want any smoke. <laughs> it's very early in the game where, like, the, the Lady Rhea, the, the main, one of the main people, uh, figures in this church is, like, she's straight up like, hey, um, we need to teach these blasphemers, like, you can't turn your blades on the church, like, something's gonna happen to you. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't want no smoke from the church. You don't. Yeah. I can only imagine where this goes. So I'm actually extremely, extremely excited to see where this goes, especially I don't have much spoiled for me. Um, you know, and I'm the same here. Like I'm doing a, I feel like, I don't know if it's because it's a mixture of like being busy with like, you know, my work life or, not really like being on message boards for this game, but like I've, I think I've done a pretty good job like avoiding major spoilers. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, have we talked about like the major? Well, not major thing, but like it's Nintendo's talked about it. But I mean, are we? Is that something we're discussing right now? Or are we waiting to discuss this? Uh, I mean, you talking about um the time skip, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they, like like yeah. you said, they like Nintendo. They they heavily like talked about it in like the the advertising and like which so is something. Some- no, like I didn't know any of that until like I did start researching the game like as I was playing it and people were just like throwing around like time skip this, time skip that and I was like, wait, what? Like time and, skip, you know. And and like I've done a good job of just knowing that there's a time skip but not knowing what happens in the time skip or what causes the time skip. Exactly. Yeah, like I'm completely spoiler free on that. I have no idea why it happens, how it happens or really how it affects the characters. Um I do the only thing I know is that like characters um you know some characters undergo massive changes <laughs> that's all i know which i mean you would imagine after a time skip a significant one i don't even know how long the time skip is for so you know i mean it's I, I, it, it's long it's i guess it's long enough to justify um being able to do the romantic options okay and that back after the game because of course like you you know like, like you know you're a professor and like these are a bunch of students and like they 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 make the point <laughs> they make they make the point of like saying, "Hey, like you you look pretty young. How you? I think you're you might even be younger than some of the um uh, other students. Like they make it really ambiguous on like what how old your character is. Yeah. So so of course like you know that whole like you know a teacher becoming romantically involved with their student like that's like a whole taboo thing. But yeah. because of the because of the time skip, like it it's sort of like I guess cushions that question mark i i I still have issues with it because i think that like that's a sacred yes yeah it's still weird you should never like you should never really cross that like at any point even if you're close in age like that's not really like a an okay thing there's still like a power imbalance there yeah that like it's oh it's what's made me legitimately uncomfortable with and i mean i mean not to single out like these type of games but this is where i continue to see it um, I mean, you take Persona 5, for example, like, I mean, you have an opportunity as a student to romance the the teacher in that game, um, which always made me really uncomfortable. And when people would say like, oh, yeah, I romanced like Kawakami, who's like, who plays your teacher, like, I always thought that was really strange. And, and, and all the, and even when you like, get that support level all the way up like you know spoilers a little bit mild spoilers for persona 5 gonna be talking about some of the support stuff in that game but uh but you know when you get her support all the way up and she becomes like the maid or whatever she comes over and like gives you a so weird oh my god (laughs) it was was cringy it was very cringy and at times i was playing this that game like with like other people in the room and it was like really awkward (laughs) to say the least because it was like I don't know, it was just fucking weird, you know? Like, and that's not really an okay thing. And just because, like, it's a guy doing it. Because, I mean, if, you know, if it was reversed, it would be very bad. I mean, it's bad already, even if it's a male student. You know, it's it's funny. I had a conversation with some friends this past weekend about... Mm -hmm. And, like, and and something that, like, I... It sort of went overhead until now that I'm really thinking about it. But we're talking about how in uh, the anime Yoroni Kenshin, how Kenshin he's like a he's like thirty, uh, he's a he's a, a grown ass man. Well, you do know about Nobuhiro Watsuki, right? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, yeah, I they explained that whole backstory about how like the uh, the creator pretty much put his fantasies into that anime, and I'm like, god damn, like, he's addicted. Uh, he was convicted of child pornography or having child pornography. Yeah, so which which makes the Misao stuff make way more sense because she's obsessed with. Sorry, we're going off on this anime tangent thing, but like there is a character named Misao. She's 15 years old, 14 or 15 years old, and she's enamored with this um this guy. Uh, I forgot his name, but the dude from the Shinsengumi. And uh, Ayoshi or something like that. And he is, like, well over age. He's, like, close to Kenshi's age. So he's, like, late 20s, I'm going to say. And she's, like, 15, barely. And and the show plays it, the the show, the manga, whatever, it plays it extremely straight. Extremely straight. Like, this is normal. And, like, and at no point, like, I mean, he pushes her off, but not because, like, she's underage, but because, like, he's just not into it so otherwise like he might be into it and it's kind of i don't know it's kind of like implied that he kind of might be into it it's really weird it's weird it's not cool it's not good (laughs) um and so it's stuff like that where like i get sort of uncomfortable so i was like kind of worried in this game like fire emblem i was like okay i know there's romance options but you're the teacher does that change at any point like See, but then, but at the same time, it's also a choice. Like, you can still, like, go after faculty. So if you wanted to, like, play it straight and be like, you know what? You know, I could, you have romantic options with some of these faculty members. You could yeah. do that. Or, and then I've also heard that some of the S ranks, like, it does, it just implies that they become really good friends. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which is great. I mean, that's cool. Cause, I mean, you can have, and I mean, there's a lot of things about, you know, there's not a lot of same sex options. Um, you know, I know there's like a petition going around at this moment um, with they, people want more male same sex uh, couples. I don't know who you can exa- uh, pair off with, actually, like as a male. Uh, I'm just, I'm not, just not aware. But apparently, you only get like a couple options, whereas like straight couples get like, tons and tons of options um so so i mean all right so i feel like um i'm glad that they have the representation in the game but i mean being realistic like you can't really like force a straight person to get into a relationship like that so i sort of see like both sides of that whole argument i'm I'm not sure what you mean like no so so, like, I don't know if they want, if, if people are petitioning, do they want the ability to be able to romance everyone in the game? Yeah. Or they just... That's good. Yeah. Which, I mean, like, I mean, is that any different? Even if you were forced, like, would you play a character who is homosexual in, uh, like, if you had no choice in it? Would that make you feel weird? I mean, no, not really. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's the same same concept because like you would i mean straight like there's a thing called heteronormity you know or heteronormative which is basically like we perceive the world as straight people because as we understand it the world is built by straight people for straight people that's just like it's built for people like you and me right Mm -hmm. like that's just how it is um anything else is the other it's it's you know it's 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 not nor- quote unquote normal 
Um, and so when we see, like, when we get in straight relationships, it's like not really a thing. We don't really think about it because it's quote unquote normal. It's something that we just regularly see. Um, you know, and in instances like this, like, even if you were forced to get into you know, a, a gay relationship with someone, like, I don't think that that should be a weird thing. That's not what this petition is asking for. That's not what people are asking for. People are just asking for equal representation, which is like, hey, I like Claude, I want to date Claude, or I like Dimitri, I want to da date him, or I don't know who you can and can't date in this game, like, male or female, but, uh, but, you know, they want the option to do that. Um, whereas, like, you can have that option, I'm guessing, theoretically, with any of the women, is that incorrect? I, I genuinely don't know. Mm, um, I see what you're saying. Okay. So, like, they, that, that's all they want is that just that same – they want to be afforded that same option to pick the male by list um, and date whichever male they want. Because I don't think you could date, like, Ferdinand or something, um, like, as a male. Maybe you can, but I don't think you can. I would imagine that you can't, given his demeanor and personality and stuff. But, like – um. But that would be cool if you could, like, that you should have that option, like, you know, um, and I think I want to say the same is for the same is, is for the, the woman version of of Violet. Um, I don't think you get as many options there, I don't think, but I'm speaking kind of on, you know, out of my ass. I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to pull it up right now. Yeah. Um. So I mean that's that's really all they want to do. So I mean you know uh, if you if you do manage to find it, definitely let me know because I'm I'm interested in. in okay, you know, so what... as the male bilith, you have one person that you could get a strength support with. And that's only, uh, romantic one. Only one. Like only like only one male male and male. Huh? And who is it? Uh, Linhart. Okay. And then for the female Byleth, um, you have Edelgard, uh, Dorothea. So you have two as a female Byleth. That's even less than I thought. Wow. Yeah, so I mean, it's not even close to being equal. How many do you get? It's just like, if you play it straight, literally. Oh, um, one, Everybody? two, four. Like a male system. <laughs> Well, yeah, so if you're playing as a male, one, two, three. We have four. We have four S ranks, and then... Um, you have more romantic options than four, surely. I don't... It's got to be way more than mm -mm, Yeah, uh, just... Yeah, just... Well, let me see if I'm looking at this right. Um, they use some they, like, so this guide is like using color coordinated. It's called it's color coordinated, but it's not telling me what the colors mean. So uh, I'm well, guessing this means S A B C. Maybe yeah, maybe that's what that means. Well, we'll guess have it, yeah, we'll have to come back to this. And if anybody knows, you can send your response yelling at us at should I play that at fan? Should I play that fan mail at gmail.com? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Should I play that fan mail at gmail.com? Um, so circling back around to, to the game, um, like I, I'm generally really enjoying it. I really am. Um, and the, despite, you know, some of the shortcomings like that, um, you know, the text is very small. 
so you see, so you see what I'm saying, though, right? Because I think I said that the first episode. Yeah, you did. You did. I do see what you're saying. It's very small. Yeah, like it's it's like obnoxious small. Like, it's like uh, it's the I, menus too. It's the, the the menus that are it's small. The subtitles are fine. Like, but it's the when you get into like when you're giving quests, mm-hmm. um, and anytime you're in like a inventory menu or the stat menu or something, which you know. You're gonna look at quite often. <laughs> I have to play with glasses because it's like it's. I'm gonna hurt my eyes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and especially like if you're swapping in between playing on like a TV or monitor and then jumping handheld, like you could easily tell the difference. Yeah, but I mean, the, the game itself runs pretty well on uh, handheld mode, so I'm I'm glad, you know, I'm happy about that. Um, I'm sort of bouncing in between of uh, playing both ways because I'm trying. I'm getting footage, you know. I'm getting like I'm recording my my gameplay, but then there are times where I just sort of want to just chill in my bed and play it. So exactly, yeah. I need to play on a on an actual TV one time. This is the first game where I've kind of like, well, maybe second game where I've I've really genuinely wanted to play on a TV like for a split second, and then I just get comfortable in my bed and I go, Nah, I'm good. Um, but. Yeah, man. So I'm I'm still exploring around uh, the tournament. I am suck at the tournament right now because nobody was good at swords at the beginner sword tournament. Like literally nobody. So that was really great. But let the axe tournament come about. Hilda is gonna show them. What. <laughs> and know what's funny is that like I, um, with my house, black eagles all day. Um, I have like a, a good balance mix. So like with these other months when they do different tournaments, like I'll I I've had someone just enter and you know I'm not gonna say easily win because there's been a couple tournaments where I'm like, yo, I have to get this crit or else I'll lose. But um I don't know, like I'm finding I'm finding it where like uh sort of grinding out those um those battles sort of help out. Like yeah, that. yeah, I definitely grinding the battles helps out for sure. You know, I'm getting used to again. I'm getting used to the flow of like how to level up my characters. I really love the the focus skill system, which allows you to hone in like your you know the two abilities that you want to pick up. Like when you when this game starts, it can be a little overwhelming. There's so much to the game. It's a gigantic experience that you're going to be playing for dozens upon dozens of hours. Um, and so at first I was like, oh my God, I don't even know how to like attack this game, but it does kind of dole out everything to you in a very manageable way. So I do appreciate it. Yeah. That. And it's, it is realistic in a point where the students will like, they'll start out a certain way, but like once they, once, like if you start giving them different weapons to use, or like you start leaning towards a certain way, like during the, um, uh, lessons, they'll come up to you and they're like, Hey, you know, I know I'm focusing on this. But I'm really feeling this. Should I go ahead and change my focus? Um, I know towards the beginning of the game, I was like, "Yeah, sure, go ahead. Like, if you know, do what you do, what you love, what you want to love to do." And you know, they would change like you know the the stat placements on stuff like that. But then now, like, I'm towards the point of the game. Oh no, I'm not even like in the point of the game. I'm starting to think end game of like classes that I want these characters to be in. So. I'm now like looking at what class I want them to be towards the end of the game, and like I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing like a custom focus. So I'm like, all right, Edelgard, you're gonna be my, you know, my axe person. You're gonna be my warrior. So like, you're gonna focus on, you know, axes. You know, and then towards the end of the game, I want you to be on like a horse or something like that. So like, you're gonna focus on riding. 
there are times where like now she's like, hey, you know, I'm sort of, you know, I want to start using swords. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> you're going to use these. You're going to pick up this axe and you're going to attack that tree. You're going to train. You're going to get on that horse and you're going to ride that horse. Yeah. So, now, so, so now I'm sort of like focusing on what I want them to like, you know, uh, be towards the end of the game. But like, it's, I don't know, like, I, I feel like it's a really cool like aspect of the game like this there's a whole like side of the game where you're sort of managing these characters um and i feel like it's so far it's not like i feel like overwhelmed like i feel like there's a good balance between each each of these parts of the game so like um spending time with like students going to like the lunches and stuff with them or doing like the uh, specialized lesson plans like all that stuff like i feel like i'm not i don't i don't i don't really feel like a stress of like min maxing right now yeah exactly and that's that was what i was kind of worried about at first was was that um you know i'd be too concerned with min maxing but now like i mean it's really good i haven't had to tell anybody no yet like i haven't had to say don't learn that uh Stay on the stay on the path. I've actually been pretty lenient on what people want to do, especially because a lot of them sound cool. Like uh, Ignance, Ignance, the like kind of dorky kid um, mm-hmm. who I kind of like. He's uh, he, he wanted to be a sniper, so I was like, okay, oh. you're not. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> yo, I literally yo, said yo, that. I was like, who made him mad? Yo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He got wrecked on the battlefield, like, one battle. And then the next day in class, he was like, hey, I want to be a sniper. <laughs> Literally what happened. So, and then I also like that, you know, all of these characters, you know, have the character. So, uh, one, of the, one of my characters, Bernadetta, she's that, you know, the person that's, like, always in her room. She's uh, sort of like the recluse. I had a uh, a message where she's like, "Hey, like I um I find it that whenever I'm trying to attack people, they're always so far away or they, you know, run away. So, I I sort of want to focus on on riding horses so that I can catch up to them." And I was like, "You know what? That makes sense. Go ahead and go ahead and do that." So, yeah, yeah like and like and like the way they sort of approach you with how they want to change classes, like it makes sense for that character. Like they'll say a certain thing that I'm like, "Okay, I can see why you want to do that. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a really neat mechanic. It kind of guides you, the player, um, you know, on their like on the journey that the game wants you to go on. But it but it's letting you get get a, just enough freedom to make your own decisions. But it's it's not gonna like the game's not fully letting you just like you know drown you know in its sea of systems. Mm-hmm. It's it's really kind of giving you a light guidance on like, where you can go. The game is basically like, hey, you can do this if you want. I mean, there, I think even one of the tool tips for the the focus mechanic is like, hey, we're going to suggest, like, a bunch of stuff for you, but you don't have to do this if you don't want to. Like, you- Yeah, and, and, like, when it comes down to lesson plans, you could do, like, if you set everything in the menus on how you want them to, you know, learn things, you could, you could automate everything. You don't have to, like, individually choose their lesson plans to focus on certain stats. You can just have everything to be automated during those parts. Which, so. which is amazing. I haven't even tried that yet, which I want to. I was a little worried at first that, like, something would get fucked up. But, like, now I'm kind of 
I'm kind of like, all right, like the flow is down. I have said that like five times, but the, but it's but it's like getting it's getting to the point where like I know what I'm doing, or at least I know what I want to get out of my characters now. Because before I was like, okay, I got like four archers, I got two people with books, and everybody else has got a sword. Maybe like one person that might have a lance. I don't know what was going on. I'm just trying to kill somebody. And now it's like, okay. I definitely want you to be long range for sure. I want Claude to kind of have a mix of both. I want my dude to be like up close. Me and Hilda are always going to be front line. Me, Hilda, and Lawrence are always going to be front line, and like uh, with swords and lances and shit and axes. Like we're always going to be in that. And then uh, we got my dude Raphael, um, who's you know he's he's also a bruiser. So he's he I use I use him to flank. So every time like I just need him to come up from behind and and knock some dudes on their asses like for three or four times, and it's great. Like I mean I'm starting to. To, to understand how I want my team to play, which is great. Like, that's really cool. Um, I talked all this time about Fire Emblem, and I haven't even explained why I chose the house that I chose. Oh, yeah. So, what, so why'd, you, why'd you go with the Golden Deer? So, I liked, I'll be honest, I liked the politics of the Golden Deer the most. That, that was a big factor for me. So, one of them seemed like just a straight-up monarchy, which is the Black Eagles. And then the Blue Lions seemed like a, uh, I think it's like a theocracy where it's like governed by God, basically, or like, or people who are close to the church. Um, you know, I mean, Holy Kingdom of Fargus is like in the name of the, <laughs> the fucking city. Uh, so I was just like, well, and then the, the, the Golden Deer seem like they're just like, you know, they're a bunch of, they're mostly, com- I mean, they got, they have nobles in there, but like, it's, they're, you know. Most they're they're got some commoners in there, and it's like nobody's like leading anybody. I mean, they have leaders, but like there's not one main dude or one main like person. You know, it's like it's like a collective of people making decisions and like you know democracy potentially. So or at least as close to it as you could maybe get in this time period. So like I I don't I don't know I don't know too much about it yet but um I haven't read that in the library but I uh but I appreciated that so I was like okay cool 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 um and also the t- other two leaders just seemed like they had sticks up their asses like Edelgard couldn't stop talking about how she was about to be like next in line to be the em- the empress uh of the empire and there's something about that word empire that just like freaks me out so I was just like oh no I don't know you seem like you might go off the deep end. And then uh, Dimitri just seemed like, I don't know. He seemed like how I perceived Lorenz at first, um, to be honest. He just seemed a little pompous for me. And I was like, I don't know. And then Claude was just, he's just like, I'm just here. I'm Claude's, just- Claude, Claude's just a bro. Like, he's yeah. just, <laughs> he's, he's here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah, yeah. He was like, I think during the, during the, the b- initial battle between all three of the houses, he was like, Hey man, you know if you didn't do so well, I was actually I actually had another plan. I was actually just gonna drug their food, and they were just gonna take a shit all day, and so we were just gonna win that way. But you know, I'm glad you did well. <laughs> so I was like, excellent. I love this. I picked the right house. I am home. Um, so yeah, that that's pretty much why I went with Golden Deer. It's just, and but you know what's funny is that the cast of Golden Deer, um. I have grown to love because at first I was like I wasn't one hundred percent sure I was making the right choice with the cast because like I liked some of the people looked cool but like I had bigger first impressions of some of the people in a, in the other houses 
So I was like, damn, I hope I didn't like mess up. But no, as I've gotten to know them, like I'm really appreciating them. And I'm actually, I'm, I'm super glad that I went Golden Deer. And, I, and that's what I like is that like each, each house has like a specific cast that like it, it gives each, each house a character. So, um, I mean, I, I chose uh, Black Eagles because the, I feel like the, the range of like different classes that they had fit like my play style pretty well. Okay. And um, Eagle Guard was just a beast on the field with her axe. So I was like, you know what? I think this is it. Yeah, yeah. I, apparently, people keep saying that, like, that's the canon, quote-unquote canon route. Um, so, like, I mean, apparently, again, I don't, I didn't see a lot of marketing for this game, but apparently, like, Nintendo marketed a lot of the stuff around Black Eagles. Um, so, you know, take that as you will. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how my my perceptive like perspective changes when I do like a new game plus like I'm not gonna do a new game plus anytime soon after I finish the game because it's eighty hours but you know maybe in like you know a couple months from now or like if I have like uh just spare time to do a new game plus like I want to see how these other uh how the story turns out from the different perspectives of the other houses yeah oh for sure for sure. So yeah, it's cool. Yeah, we will. You will revisit this game. I'm really glad I got to talk about it because you know last week, you know I had not played much of it. At that point, I'd only played like an hour of it, but now I've played much more than that. So um, I'm, I'm glad we we got to kind of do another deep dive on it, but this time kind of together. So nice. Uh, yeah. So I'm. I will. We will. We will come back to this game for sure because I will. We will be playing this for the foreseeable future. I'm sure. Yep. All right, so next up, we're going to go ahead and jump into the news this week. Um, if you're, once again, if you are new, uh, we sort of like doing a, you know, rapid fire on some of these news topics, so we may or may not stay on it for a long time, but if a conversation pops up, it just pops up. But we do ask if you want to join in in the conversation, definitely email us at shouldiplaythatfanmail at gmail.com or... Um, if you follow us on social media, so Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, go ahead and, you know, leave a comment on the post for this, uh, episode. And then of course on YouTube, um, still in the process of getting all of like the backlog up for the, um, episodes, but at some point these, these episodes will be on YouTube. Let's continue the conversation in the comments, but this week we're going to go ahead and start off with. I mean, I feel like this is always going to be in the news at some point, if not this week, next week, week after next. But loot boxes. Rod, what you got for us with loot boxes? So this was just announced, like, as of this recording, um, you know, today. We found out that the ESA, the Entertainment Software Association, they have an initiative. I'm reading from The Verge. This is being reported everywhere right now. But um, they actually – they were at the Federal Trade Commission – uh, this week, and that is an independent branch of the government, as it were. Um, it's basically like consumer production, so you just think of it like that. Um, and they were at a, work, a loot box workshop, and they announced that many, many game publishers, along with the console manufacturers, are going to uh, include things like they're going to disclose 
drop rate for loot bo- in-game loot boxes for all future titles. So they don't know exactly when this is coming, but they're saying that they hope to have this out by 2020. Let's just go over kind of like some of the um, – let's just go over the publishers. Let's just go over all of them because this is kind of a crazy list. Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, Activision Blizzard, Bandai Namco, Bethesda, Bungie, EA, Take-Two, Ubisoft, Warner Brothers, and Wizards of the Coast. So uh, they're saying that also that other publishers are, are also considering the disclosure. We don't know which ones exactly. Um, but if, the, if a game is going to get published on those consoles, they need to have the disclosure. If you are not on those consoles, you are not included on that commitment. That's important to note. Um, but, you know, that, that'll be very interesting. I'm very curious what that will look like for the future. I mean, I mean, we we have talked about on the show about loot boxes in general. We just talked about this maybe a week or two ago with uh, Grand Theft Auto um, and, you know, uh, why people consider loot, box, loot boxes to be, uh, you know, a form of, of gambling and how it's just it's not really regulated. Is it, is it gambling or is it surprise mechanics? Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, well, we're about to get this. <laughs> it won't be much of a surprise anymore. <laughs> so, well, you know, when we understand exactly what the, the the drop rate for these are going to be now, whether or not you know this will affect you know whether people will want to include them as much in their games, knowing exactly like you know if this like if this will deter players at all, that remains to be seen. But I think this is a big step in the direction for the game industry, kind of trying to get ahead of um, some of the stuff before you know shit hits the fan with the government they have to like literally step in and say hey we're gonna get in your shit now because you couldn't get a handle on this so um yeah i mean i think this is this is a part of being transparent right you know with the consumer um you i think this is an important step to take for that um now i feel like it's not more or less them being transparent because they want to is because you know then they're trying to make sure that the bag doesn't get messed up so like it's affecting their money yeah yeah i'm saying like you know they they're making sure that above all else i would even say above the money like i mean i think that the bottom line is the money but i mean above that like they're they're trying to get a leash on this so Again, the government doesn't step in or doesn't have to and say, well, we're going to shut all this down, you know, um, or we're going to severely regulate this um, to where it's you're it's it will no longer be beneficial for you to, to do this. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I think, yeah, the official PR is going to be, hey, yeah, we're being transparent, which they are. But I mean, there's always going to be an underlying reason for it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we've 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 got several people. Um, coming out for you, we've got reps from um, Nintendo and Sony talking um, about this and saying and confirming that this is happening. Um, so this was, I want to say, leaked out on Twitter first, um, and now like people are getting the official word. Um, and so yeah, should be interesting going forward what they do with that. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a uh, ongoing story, and we'll report on it whenever more news comes out. All right, so next up we have... All right, so in true Nintendo fashion, Nintendo, they uh, they decided to sort of jump in on, like, a... Like, I wouldn't consider this, like, the whole, like, you know, Games with Gold or PlayStation Plus, like, free games. 
because of of course Nintendo is putting the Nintendo twist on it. But um, as of August seventh to the thirteenth, you could go to the eShop and download Mario Tennis Aces. You could download the full game, play it for that week, and I believe during the time that the game is on this promotion, it'll be thirty three percent off. All right. So. Um, definitely, I think by the time this episode comes out, of course, a couple days would have gone by, but definitely you do have time. Um, but if you're listening to this in the future and you didn't do it, sorry, it's, it was only for a week, but I mean, I feel like this is a new program. So hopefully we'll see, uh, we'll see Nintendo do more of these. Um, I wonder how much of this is because, um, the... I wonder how much of this is because the the game itself is like not selling as good. Like I, I mean, it might have been it might have been selling fine. I don't really know the numbers for this game, um, but I do wonder if this is like a move that they plan on implementing in the future to bolster like you know middling sales. I doubt this game sold poorly, but um, I feel I feel like this this program is good for stuff like that. Like you said, like the game was doing bad, but I mean a a free trial for a week, like I. I, I honestly, I, I sort of wish they went the route of like the other companies. Like I sort of wish they gave us, you know, a free game. Um, then like the Switch at this point is a haven for indie games. Like they, they have so many titles on this platform that I feel like they could, you know, they they have enough they have enough product on the store where they could sort of, you know, have a game to give out for free. So, you know, this free trial is cool, is a good step in the right direction, but I'm not I'm not really sold on it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I you're not sold on just like the idea of them doing this. Like I, I feel like this is something that the other companies they've they've done. Yeah, I mean they've done it with on like... top of on top of the stuff that they already do with the free games. So, you know, this is it's cool that they have it, but I I think they should do you know, they should do more of it. Yeah, because you're a Nintendo Online subscriber, right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. right. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if those. I think those those trials are only available if you have PlayStation Plus. Am I mistaken on that? Or or Xbox Live Gold? Hmm. I think so. I think yeah. I think uh, a lot of those like free trial for the weekends are for like Plus members. Yeah, I mean, I I remember like you know certain games like Watch Dogs Two, uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, um, like those are fairly recent. Um, just Cause, I want to say, might have had one. Um, they have a number of them on the PlayStation Store. I know for a fact. Yeah. So um, once again, step in the right direction, Nintendo. Um, they sort of just need to overhaul their online program. Like, yeah, yeah let us talk to our friends online. That'd be cool. <laughs> let let us you know have like party chat. Let us have uh let's let us be have... able to like coordinate games to play with each other. Yeah, like, it's let, always like, an invite system sounds cool. Yeah. So we'll 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 see where this goes. I think um I think Nintendo like they're inching towards, you know, the online feature of like how a lot, a lot of people like we we all play games like online with each other now. So I know the whole thing with the Switch is like, oh, you know, you could pop off a Joy-Con, hand it to the person next to you, and play. But come on, we're all in our rooms playing video games or in the living rooms. So um, 
Let's, let's get with the times, Nintendo. Uh, next up, uh, this actually dropped last week, but it dropped, I think, when the episode dropped, so we weren't able to report on it. But Ninja is officially on Mixer exclusively now. So he's uh, he's left Twitch. And um, you know what's funny? It's slightly petty. But Twitch, they as soon as that announcement was dropped, they went ahead and got rid of his subscription button on his page and then put a message saying your ninja is in the, on an I think your ninja is in another castle. Yeah. So how do you how do you feel about Ninja being on Mixer, you know, making that uh, making the jump? I mean, I can only speak of on this from like kind of an outsider view. I I don't follow Ninja at all. Um but I mean, I know he's popular. I know he streams Fortnite. Um, and whenever he doesn't stream Fortnite, his viewers dip <laughs> significantly. <laughs> so I am curious. Yeah, I mean, does he, do we know what he's going to stream? Wait, do you know what he's going to stream? I mean, he's, he's going to play the same games. It's just that he's going to be on a new platform. So literally nothing changed, changed except for him being on Mixer. Um, I feel like this move was more or less because he's... He's not the top dog on Twitch anymore. You know, his uh, his numbers, they've dropped significantly over the last couple of months. So I feel like this move makes him like the top dog on Mixer. And then it's also sort of spreading out um, like where streamers go. And it's, it's also competition. Like it's going gonna, it's gonna to cause Twitch to sort of up their game and, you know, fix things on the websites that people have been asking for for a while. So I'm all for you know competition and stuff like this. You know, um, I I haven't really I haven't streamed on Mixer yet, and I've, I think I've watched like a couple of streams on Mixer, and I think you know I think it's a cool platform. So uh, it's I'm I'm all for you know Ninja like making this move. Uh, it's, it's I think what he within a week gained a million subscribers, so that's a given. You know he has the community. So, you know, I'm not surprised whatsoever, but I just want to see, I want to see what the fallout is after this. I want to see, you know, who, um, who sort of takes his place on Twitch, which, like I said, there are people that have more subscribers, more people that get more views at this point, but I don't know. I feel like it's pretty big. It's, uh, you know, it sort of shifted the, the marketplace a little bit. And I think within a couple of hours, uh, Mixer became like the number one downloaded thing on the App Store. So, I, I mean, so I have, I guess I have a couple of thoughts about that. Like, I mean, you, so we know that Mixer is a Microsoft product primarily, right? Yeah. Can you even get Mixer on? Well, we know we can't get it on Switch. Um, can you get Mixer on PlayStation? No, yeah, I don't think yeah, Mixer isn't a. Um, it doesn't have like an app on PlayStation. Hmm. So it seems to me like his audience is going to be confined to, you know, uh, I mean, obviously PC is not it's a small demographic, but like you know, if we're talking like consoles here, you know, you know, you're, you're on the Xbox, okay. Um, so it's not like you have the reach to be on any, any console or every console. Um, I wonder if there are any deals included, like Microsoft deals, like, will he be streaming? And the reason why I asked that question in the beginning, like, what is he, like, do we know what he's streaming? 
is because I wonder, like, are we going to see, like, hey, come stream Gears 5 with Ninja or stream Halo Infinite with Ninja? Like, And, and I feel like that was the long-term goal was, you know, they, they probably have some sort of deal yeah. where he's going to be playing Gears. You know, yeah. he's going to be, and especially, like, he has the background in Halo. Like, yeah. I know that's going to be huge for them. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, for Ninja. Huh? This was supposed to be the long haul for Ninja. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like, it's, um, like, I, I, I feel like he, I don't know. I feel like it was, I won't say like, you know, it was the, the best choice, but like, I feel like it was a good choice, uh, for his career to like, you know, one, you know, get as much money as they gave him in that deal. Like, I don't think he's been disclosed yet on, like, what he was paid to make this jump. But I'm pretty sure, like, if it, if it wasn't, you know, like, a, not only, like, the money monetary value, but I'm, I'm pretty sure they probably gave him equity, you know, yeah. know gave him gave him some sort of, like, perk for, you know, you know joining Mixer. And it's going to start a wave of other people being like, exclusive to Mixer or exclusive to Twi- uh, Twitch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to, I definitely see, feel like we're going to start seeing more of that down the road. Yeah, there's going to be tons of people going, like, jumping to Mixer and, you know, trying to maintain something there because, I mean, not a lot of people. That's going to be, like, a quote-unquote new platform for a lot of people. So, yeah, I mean, you're going to try to be the first. It's it's always, you know, like uh, like like my friends that, uh, you know, my my – uh, listeners over or hosts over at Slash Film says, you know, um, you got to be new, different, or best. You know, first, different, or best. You know, at whatever it is that you're doing. You know, that's, you know, this, this is the opportunity to be first. <laughs> exactly, and then like the the I feel like the consensus or like the the um, how people looked at Mixer was like, oh wait, you stream on Mixer? Like, why don't you stream on Twitch? Now with a uh, you know someone as big as Ninja being on Mixer, it's like, oh, okay, you stream on Mixer. That's cool. Like, it's sort of changing the narrative of that. Definitely. No, it's definitely changing the, the narrative. Um, and, I mean, I'm sure Microsoft is over there rubbing their hands together, you know, just not being able to wait. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I definitely think that the long... I think that's a good observation with the long haul for Microsoft. Um and it goes into like what they were what they're doing for like they're you know they're focusing on next gen they're focusing on the future right now they've over the past like you know year year and a half they've invested on uh buying developers they're invest i feel like they're investing in their future right now so i think that's another key component on this uh you know ninja being on mixer now mm. yeah yeah i mean we'll I'm very curious. I mean, I think it's also a statement on, you know, where the future is going. You and I have talked about this countless amount of times. We talked about this during E3, you know, about – I feel like we talk, we have this conversation every few months, but, like, you know, where media is going, um, you know, like, it's not it's, – it's not what it used to be, you know, the consumption of it, the, the production of it. Um, and – you know, Microsoft just made a huge bet on a streamer, you know, like, I mean, when we, I mean, maybe we can't. And, but, but, I, but I feel like, it, you know, you, you, I feel like Ninja's more than just a streamer. Like, 
let's let's look at like how he didn't he do like a a thing at uh for like New Year's like he's he's yeah but uh, he's as stream ninja the streamer like and that's how what he's known for yeah like, but I mean he but he's he's the face of it like he's been on uh, countless magazines at this point he's been on late night shows like he, ninja is like a household name. That's what I'm saying is that like I mean, but he's a, he's a household yeah sure he's a household name he's a, he's an influencer quote unquote but like you know he's a household name for being a streamer like I, and I'm not saying that in a, a derogatory way like I'm you know that's it's different it's different compared to like what they've been investing their money into I think the, that's what you're saying yeah the the point I'm trying to make is is that like we're seeing them attempt to reach out in a bigger way in the for the future for their next console they're gonna you're you know they're saddling up right now for next gen now is the time to get somebody like ninja in the fold so by the time they're ready to launch next year they can i mean they can use ninja to pump all that shit out like hey man like you know we're gonna give ninja like you know a xbox you know three or four whatever the hell is gonna be called uh you know, early, and he could stream all these games. Like, I mean, that's where instead of like holding, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're gonna hold like press conferences and everything. I'm not saying they're not going to do this, but like, gone are the days of like, you know, when you're gonna hold like this old school press conference where you're gonna get all these journalists in this room and they're all gonna write about it and be embargoed until this date, and then like they're all gonna release it on time. Now it's like, well, let's give Ninja this shit have him stream it for a week and that's that we're done like i mean i'm not saying like that's just me speculating on what could happen like you know what i'm what i'm trying to say is that how they're going to market to people could potentially be different because of what they've done here okay yeah and and i and i I'm I'm hoping for Xbox because like I, like if you if you've been listening for the past like couple of weeks you know I'm I'm not saying like I'm I'm ch- like I've had like a certain stance on Xbox but like they've been like you know on the back burner for me for a while now I'm I'm definitely appreciating more and more these moves that they're making for the future so right. um, time will tell to see, we'll see what it takes what what you know what happens over the next couple of months we'll definitely see what happens next month with uh gears coming out so um yeah we'll see we'll see what uh what they do and how they promote gears um because i feel like they i don't know in my opinion they they're now doing like heavy uh promotions like they just revealed the xbox one x limited edition for gears 5 but um that's i I just i hope this game turns out well but All right, so next up, we have some Pokemon Sword and Shield info. A uh, trailer dropped, you know, today, the day of this recording. Um, they revealed some of the rivals in the game. Uh, you have uh, BD and Marini. Uh, they revealed Team Yell, which is like the new, um, sort of like the new, like, evil team. And it, it what's interesting is, like, they're sort of like a representation of, like, a toxic fan base because they're like uh like fanboys of uh marini of one of the rival trailer trainers okay. so i don't know i feel like that's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting uh commentary because like that's something that we sort of deal with now 
with with uh, content creators and. I don't know. I feel like some some communities for some of these people, like they're they really go go off the deep end. Um, you can sort of look at it like how uh, PewDiePie, how like he's treated, like how people will do heinous stuff and say, "Yeah, this is for uh, go ahead and sub to PewDiePie." Like it's not it's not it's not something that PewDiePie wants. It's something that these you know toxic fan bases are doing. So um, I, I I don't know. I'm, I'm more I'm interested in seeing what they do with that story. Uh, we have new Galarian forms of old Pokemon. So something they did in the last game, Pokemon Sun and Moon, was that they added a feature where certain Pokemon, they sort of change in this new region. Like they have a different um, uh, like uh, type um, or they look different, you know, stuff like that. They, they you know, there's like region exclusives. So uh, they revealed that Weezing is going to be a, there's going to be a Galarian Weezing. He's going to be Poison and Fairy. And he has a top hat. It's a really interesting design. It's really funny. Um, then there's Galarian Zigzagoon, Linoon, and then they actually added a, an evolution for that line. So there's a third evolution called uh, Obstagoon. And it's uh, he's changed from a normal type to a dark normal type. Um, I don't know. Like I think that's I, I'm I'm excited that there's going to be new region exclusives, but then I'm also more excited that it's not just tied behind first generation, like how it was for Sun and Moon. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the last Pokemon that they showed off was a Pokemon called Morpico. Which sort of follows the line of every generation having a Pokemon that's not Pikachu. I was about to say, does it have to do with Pikachu? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this, this is one of those. Uh, yeah, this isn't Pikachu, but it's sort of Pikachu. But um, what's cool about this Pokemon is that its uh, ability, it's pretty much it changes forms based on how, like if it's hungry or not. So it's either an electric type, but then when it goes "quote unquote" hangry, it turns into a dark type. Okay. But yeah, I mean, interesting stuff. You know, uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield right around the corner. We'll I think see. Was that September? It's coming out. Um. Wait, Pokemon September? Or is that October? Oh, dude, that's that's November. 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 That's November. November. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, what? I, I, no. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. So never mind. It's not around the corner, a little bit further out, but uh we'll we'll see it soon. Yeah, it's not that far away. November yeah. will be here before we know it. Be here before we know it. But what is around the corner is I have a list of games that are coming out in August. Um so I'm just gonna go down a list of games. Uh there's already Madden twenty came out for all you sports heads. Um there's Age of Wonders. Uh, Friday the 13th is actually coming out on the 13th, and it's coming out on the Switch. Uh, No Man's Sky will be out August 14th, which is No Man's Sky Beyond, uh, which is an update for No Man's Sky on a PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Mm -hmm. We're getting Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist on the Switch on August 20th. We're also going to get Rad and Remnant from the Ashes. But then for you, Rod, on August 22nd, we're going to get Life is Strange 2, Episode 4. Baby. Yeah. That's a day one. 
<laughs> I've already paid for it, so it's got to be day one for me. But yeah, nice. Uh, August twenty seventh, we're getting Ancestors, the Humankind Odyssey, Control, World of Warcraft Classic. It's coming out as well. Um, I think that was. I think people are hype about that. World yeah. Classic. Yeah. 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 Um, August thirtieth, I'm excited. Damn, there's gonna be two games I'm getting out this day. Uh, there is the Dark Pictures. Man of Medan, that's out on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. That's uh, We talked about this, I think, last yes, week. week. Yeah, last week. And that's going to be your um, sort of like Until Dawn, where it's like uh, the narr- it's like narrative-driven, uh, based on like the decisions you make will change the outcome of the story. And I also found out that it's going to be like a budget title, so it's going to be pretty cheap when it comes out. I think around 30 bucks. So yeah. um, definitely going to pick that up. Then also, Astral Chain on the Switch. Yes. That's yeah. So I'm really excited about that, um, and then also the Blair Witch, uh, which is out on Xbox One and PC. Yeah. So uh, definitely a good month. We have um, a couple of games that I'm really excited about. Some that I'll pick up down the road. Um, I feel like the the Yu-Gi-Oh game on the Switch feels it feels like it's it's at home on the Switch with it being like a portable system. Um, Wait, did I shout out Control? Control, that's also coming out on the 27th. I don't think I said anything about that. That's the, um, I think that's Don't Nod. Are they making that? Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting. Definitely look out for that one as well. But, yep, that's August. And that, August, like you said, is it's it's really hype. There's a couple I'm going to, I don't. I feel like I'm, Taking your answer here, there's a few that I'm definitely getting the second they release, um, and I think there are a number of which I will pick up eventually. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely hyped. Life is Strange and Astral Chain are definitely day ones for sure. So, Man of Medan sounds really cool too. Yeah, so um, that's that's pretty much going to be it for this week. Uh, pretty straightforward episode. Rod, you got anything for us? We're rolling on the 25, baby. <laughs> yep, we'll be on episode 25 next week, so definitely check us out on there. Check us out on our social media pages, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, check us out on our YouTube channel. Uh, we're working on some videos, some content for that as well. But also, like I said, we've been saying this a lot, but we really appreciate this. We really appreciate y'all. We really appreciate all the feedback that we get appreciate you know all the love and support but uh of course if you really want to support us like and comment share that's what really helps us out it really helps extend um expand the brand we're trying to make the brand brolic um those five star ratings really help like or really any ratings that you give it helps give the show visibility so if you like what you hear um if you want to help out the best way to do that is, is leave a rating Definitely. So with that, you already know what it is. Guys, drink more water. You know, it's, it's a, I know for some people, it's the end of the summer. It's the middle of summer. It's hot out there, guys. Drink more water. Don't be dehydrated. Moisturize your ankles. Take your vitamins and your, eat your greens. Don't sweat the small stuff. Oh, guys, life's too short. Read more. Keep people around you that will tell you the truth. Be humble. Commit to things. And listen... Your greatest struggles are going to be your greatest lessons. Think about that. Like that's it's going to it's going to mold and shift and change the person that you become. 
text your friends that you haven't listened that you haven't talked to in a while change the sound of your alarm every couple of days to help you wake up like i know uh we have kids back in school so you know you may have to if either you're a student or if you know you're a parent you gotta wake up early make sure you don't oversleep stop waiting for the perfect time there'll always be an excuse to not be productive use your front pockets to carry stuff otherwise they're making it easy for pickpockets to get you if you're having life problems don't run away from them face them because they'll haunt you later on if you don't and leading into that if you want to make a change in your life you know you're just feeling that you know it's a little monotonous is you know it's too samey take it a day at a time ask yourself what can i do today to make the change you know there's a lot of discussions online and just in, in you know in person of like uh the whole this video games uh does it you know cause violence which we all know it doesn't um but when people have disagreements it doesn't make them your enemy it just means that you have a different viewpoint but for something no i'm, I'm, I'm just leave it at that move on <laughs> When was the last time you backed up your phone? Yeah, you. I'm talking to you. When was the last time you backed up your phone? Make sure it's recent. Never go to the grocery store on an empty stomach. Leave things better the way you found them. Quit touching shit. Make the journey fun. That's something that, like, if you're starting something new, you're working on something that you love, just make sure that it's fun. It'll it'll make it last longer. Uh, If you're about to impulse on something, which I do all the time i just did before we recorded this episode (laughs) if you happen to talk yourself out of impulsing on something go ahead and take that money that you're going to spend and put it into savings because you're going to spend the money anyways you might as well just save for something else clear out your voicemail this is there are certain people out there that either one don't even have it set up or two it's probably even full just just go ahead and check your voicemail Clear it out or set it up. Last but not least, guys, stay beastly. Once again, uh, we appreciate you joining the show, listening to the show, uh, following the brand, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. <laughs>